Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Saturday Draft Live here on Eat It Super Hits Retreat Podcast. It's been a feed that's been a bit quiet the last couple of weeks. You can thank Stephen Wilson and Stag do for that. It all started when Saturday Draft Live could be done uh, last week because, well, poor Ryan would have been left to do it all and he's lonesome and I'm sure even he would agree that maybe that wouldn't have been for the best. Because <laughs> everybody else who could have recorded with them was all done in Manchester. But we're we're back here. We're going to look at some of the scores from the last couple of weeks. We'll catch you guys back up on what's been going on. Uh, kicking off the season 13 of the draft year. The longest season that we do. Mania to SummerSlam. I'm Scott McClary, one of your usual co-hosts. And as I said, he is still here. Still paying his dues. Still a long way from ever trying to do this solo. At his fucking Delgleish. <laughs> How you doing, Scott? Howdy. Uh, just just uh, a wee mention, I was the only one that wasn't invited, but you know, we'll, we'll gloss over that. Left him alone some. <laughs> Trust me, there's people on that side that Stephen's known for years and probably, if he had got the opportunity, he wouldn't have invited, so I wouldn't take it too harshly. I've also uh, met him very few times, so <laughs> it would have been a particularly weird one if I was. <laughs> you remember his family, Laura's family, he had to do luckily like, who is that guy? Oh, he does one of our secondary shows. How long has he been doing it? I don't know, about two, three weeks? I don't know. <laughs> I've done three shows. <laughs> this is Ryan Douglas, everybody. He's a, he's a, he was once a loyal member of our Listeners League. And <laughs> and that nonsense on here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Unfortunately, that we have to talk about that nonsense on here, but not yet. Well, we can hold off. Let's look at the top three scorers from the last couple of weeks. Number three, actually... Three and two are kind of tied. Well, to start with number three, and 16 points. Adrenaline in my soul. We're here to talk about Cody Rhodes. He is on 16 points, proving to be a strong contender. He's on the aforementioned Stephen Wilson's team. So, David goes gallivanting off to Manchester. And while he's away, Cody Rhodes is doing well for his team. Uh, Cody Rhodes, was it the second round that Cody Rhodes went in? Uh, the first, I think. Literally. He seemed definitely like he had the potential to be, you know, a first a, a first round contender, but he was picked very early on and much like CM Punk a few seasons ago whenever he wasn't entirely sure what was gonna happen when he came to AEW. Cody Rhodes in WRE so far, you know, it's only been a few weeks and he's still got that rematch with, with Rollins at Backlash to come. He's proven to be a, as we can see here, a worthwhile pick. Oh, definitely. Um, it's very clear from me that he won. He was the one inside his eight-man uh, match uh, on Monday, and he beat Kevin Owens last week after uh, Seth Rollins uh, fat shamed him. So, <laughs> and he's popped up a couple of times across Raw. So yeah, Cody's proven a really good choice. Uh, just second, yeah, yes, he was his first round pick. Uh, oh wow! I love, love that he got Cody Rhodes as a WWE guy and his as his first round pick, and the Hardys as his tag team. You know, that's a weird team to look at in 2022 on Stephen's side there. <laughs> but, yeah. 
<laughs> we're looking at Stephen's team. Jay Gargoyle did well while we were aware that Jay had to defend successfully on the TBS title on Rampage, but and so far Wardlow's picking up slow wins, but the Hardys have mainly appeared on Dark. Bailey's so far got bugger all, and Sam's just been repeatedly battered by <laughs> by Drew McIntyre the last couple of weeks. So Cody really is becoming the linchpin of that team. Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of leaning all in on a couple of these picks here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully it works out for them. Yeah. Uh, Cody is also number 24 in the top 10 of the season overall on 24 points behind somebody who we'll get to later on. Uh, the next person is also on 16 points. She's on my team and she's on her own against the world. Number four in the top 10 of the season overall on 21 points. Uh it's Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion. A woman I didn't put my captaincy on yet. I had a feeling I would eventually switch the captaincy to her. And maybe I'm thinking after what happened with her and Sonya Deville on Raw, maybe if I did put the captaincy on her, she would have soared right further up than she is, and I would have moved up a couple of places along with it. But she definitely defended the Raw Women's title, I think, by DQ, or there was a count out, and they got restarted to like a no DQ match, and she won again. And this is like the last two weeks since we left the SDLs. Overall, She's on 21 points, and 16 of those 21 points have just been done in the last week or so. So that's how strongly Bianca's been booked since we've left at an SDL. Yeah, um, Bianca's proven to be a definite great first pick. Uh, was she your, your first pick? Yeah, Yeah, she was in the first round because I knew yeah. I took Robin away for, as a singles pick and some other oh, yeah, singles yeah. were taken away in the first round. So obviously yeah. no... As soon as Roman away, there's no like male top champion. When you think about no WWE champion on either brand, so I thought take the top women's yeah. champion. Yeah, that seems to be one of the bigger trends in the drafts last few seasons, where they go for the top female picks for singles round one, as opposed to male, because mm-hmm. they tend to go very quickly. And uh, I think Bianca Belair was a was an everyday sight if they got mm-hmm. to go first. And yeah, it's showing again why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also. I think, given the, the story of she finally beating Becky, everything that it didn't feel like she was any risk of losing it between now and SummerSlam. So I thought she was definitely a safe bet, and she was a really the lynch, I thought about Lynch She was really the Lynch for me and Chris's team alongside maybe Sammy Guevara for a while on her team last season. So trying to repeat some of that success. No, she's doing well for me on Monday nights. My other Monday night pick of Finn Balor has proven to be completely fucking useless. He's on zero <laughs> points right now. Zero? Wow. Zero. He lost the US title. He lost to Damien Priest thanks to Spooky Edge distracting him. You know, he's, he's, he's proven himself to be top contender for a fucking transfer. <laughs> uh, no, um, I thought it'd have been more than that, but now that you say that, it makes a lot of sense. He's definitely, he's definitely been used to put, up, uh, put over other wrestlers and it's a uh, Starting to bite you back a bit here. I know. Looking, Ezekiel shouldn't be of more potential more points than Finn Balor. I, I was on the spot between the two midcard champions, and for some reason, I didn't go for Ricochet, who's getting easy wins that were fucking shanky. Like, how is this? How is this happening? I feel like I'm being punished for something. <laughs> I've got more points with Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> As you mentioned, you've got two of the top five uh, newcomers of the season. Like you've got Madcap Moss at nine points and Banks and Naomi with 21, which is, that maybe says, you know, and Ricochet is on 12 because it's been a while since he was picked 
uh, in the uh, in the draft as things have been in a long time. Number one, though, in the top three, he's been a top pick for the listeners league for a long time. He was a top pick for Jack, even though Jack was picking second overall, but it is coming back to benefit him. He's got 26 points for the last two weeks, 34 points overall for the season so far. He is Mr. Tony Schiavone. Uh, once again, appearing all over the place, being, being helping carry Jack to a top position. Uh, it's just, you know, he's taken over from like Adam Pearce and Sonny Deville, who used to be the top like non-wrestling picks, but you know, Tony Schiavone's, you know, carving out his own, he's, he's fucking trailblazer in this league is, is Tony Schiavone. Yeah, I think the difference between Tony and the likes of Adam Pearce is that the risk factor is a lot lower with Tony because he's he's going to be on weekly anyway, unless something really goes wrong. Um, whereas Adam and uh, Pearson, uh Sonia Deville, when they were in that role, would phase in and out of television. But Tony's there all the time, so if you pick him first round, you have very little to lose. You know what I mean? He's got, he's just yeah, gonna, yeah. We turn up constantly. Um, and I will say this is one of the few times that the, the main league has learnt from listeners league because it's starting to prove me wrong because I never liked Tony Schiavone as a first round pick ever, but I'm starting to get told otherwise. I, know, I used to think that as soon as we stop including Dark Elevation where he's a commentator alongside the, the big show, uh, he, I thought as soon as that went on, he, he only had Dynamite and then your Rampage, like, you have to basically bet on him appearing to do interviews, but he's been trusted to do more and more interviews in ring or backstage across Dynamite and Rampage as well as his commentary, his regular commentary. So, you know, it's actually been, he's actually been a better, I think he's actually been a better scorer since Dark Elevation got taken away from the table. So that goes to show you just how well that's going. But the funny thing about Jack is that he's got a pick who's the number one of the season overall. He's the only person in this league who's got a, a pick on minus any points. Dakota <laughs> Kai is on minus one points, and I think she's going to stay in the minus because uh, I shouldn't laugh at this, but she did get really set recently. You know, she's one more probably the most high profile her and Dex Lumis amongst the recent NXT releases that happened a couple of days ago. So it's fair to say uh, Jack will be transferring Miss uh, Kai at the earliest opportunity. <laughs> yeah, um, it was looking really promising for to go to Kai at the beginning of the season because she was the one half of the NXT Tag Champs when she was drafted. But uh, whoa, that's a lot, a deep fall from where uh, the draft happened about what? How long was it? A week ago? Uh, no, a month ago? Six weeks ago? Yeah. Um, it's some fall she's had, but clearly Jack's getting points elsewhere, and it's not mattering too much because he's. Well ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, he's well ahead, but you know he's always going to have that one underperforming thing with other people like Chris trying to knock him down. Uh, he's always going to be in the back of his mind, probably. So that's becoming another trend. It's a trend we didn't think we'd have to deal with as often, but like since like mid twenty twenty one when they started doing runs or releases more regularly, it's become an issue where you have to worry about a member of your pick getting released. You now usually you'd have to worry about them getting injured and not getting TV time. Now you might need to worry, oh yeah, there's those, so-and-so from your team in the fourth <laughs> round is going to get fired. Yeah, they might not have been employed. And that goes yeah. for champions, as I've just said. Like, mm. don't you can't just pick a champion because I think a champion, they won't lose their job. But Dakota tie, get Kai lost hers. Um, it makes the draft a lot more... 
interesting and scary. You got to be clever about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like you went from tag champion at Stand Deliver losing the tag titles on the next XT, then because I think we recorded it on a Tuesday. Uh, the selection because that then cause yeah, we did, immediately yeah. she immediately she lost them. We all had a good laugh. The next week she lost to Mandy Rose in a yeah. title match, and she's not on TV for a week. And then she's gone. Like Hudson's <laughs> Braun Strowman went from triple threat for the WWE title WrestleMania backlash to being sacked as somebody went from high profile position to just not there at all. Yeah. Um. At least Jack had the advantage that when Dakota did lose the. Uh, titles with Raquel, it was the week where it was going to the points because of the actual draft itself, so it could have been a lot worse for him. Yeah, he still did lose points for her, you know, losing against Mandy Rose in that title match, and now yeah. he's not getting anything from her because she's gone now, but well, now we'll, we'll move on from there to go to the top, you know, the top nine of the season rather than the top ten. Uh, number nine, unfortunately, uh, one of half of last season's winners, uh, Gary Kernan, uh, King Mabel's, sorry, on 37 points with King Mabel's court. Adam Kelly, how much would NXT champion Braun Breaker be? Thank you, champion Braun Breaker could break wood. Uh, number 38 for Adam Kelly. Uh, myself, which is the head of 140 points with the first picks of Bel Air. Again, I think I'd be a couple of points places ahead if I'd put that captaincy on Bianca, but at least. My captains, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are starting to make more appearances. David Hockney was talking all sorts of shit out his ass. Well, I'm the one that brings statistical analysis to Saturday Draft Live. So why did you pick this tag team? Because I didn't know they were going to try to do this whole title unification thing with the tag team titles, Dave. You can't be all high and mighty. You picked from last and you're only three points ahead of me. <laughs> and then uh, Ryan you with the People's Union, you're on 48 points. Steven is on 50 points with the Bell Hill Nightmares. My brother Ross is on 53 points with what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good McMahon, what a mighty good Mahan. Uh, Chris, a lot mainly due to the uh, RK Robey team is for the homeboy in the Heartbreakers is on 54 points. He was in first. Ian Jack had been fighting for first, but Jack managed to pull out ahead of him. He's on 69 and a half points. Nice. Oh, Jack had to stop there. Uh, with Ban International friendlies, he's clinging to that number one position but it'll be very interesting now between those two because uh, now it's been changed from a title vacation match at Backlash to uh, RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Bloodline Yeah um, 15 and a half points is a big gap now uh, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of scary, I just hope it doesn't I hope it closes up more because you don't want these uh, seasons where there's one person in front by X amount of points for so long and nobody can catch them um, but with the change in the, as you said, the resume of backlash, you know, the, the Presswick Air, uh, Glasgow Presswick Airport of uh, WWE pay-per-views. Um, <laughs> you know, so with the change in the card with the adding Drew and Roman to the, the match, um, it's not necessarily too clear who actually might come on top. Uh, so Chris has the advantage that Arky Road might not lose it too soon. Mm-hmm. It might ha- it'll probably happen a lot later in the season. Yeah, uh, so he'll be relishing that. Yeah, I mean, it'll benefit either Jack or Chris, really, whoever wins that match. Because mm-hmm. for me, Roman just showing up with Heyman and maybe appearing later earlier on this show in a backstage, but that'll oh, get yeah, me on my appearance points. So I don't give a fuck who wins that tag match. To be honest with you, yeah, <laughs> not our problem. <laughs> 
And like still, like he still appeared across both shows. Like, yeah, he took a week or so off because he's Roman Reigns. He's got other stuff to do. So, but, you know, don't be too down on them as a tag team. Just yeah, I knew there were mostly appearance points, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, because they got to be on. SummerSlam season. <laughs> don't rush in. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, try not to be a bit too premature, which some people on Voinos podcast can be. Uh, <laughs> to all of us. Uh, and Roman's already been announced for to be appearing on Raw alongside the Usos this Monday, and I'm sure he'll be on SmackDown and have some sort of confrontation with RK Pro Andrew on SmackDown next week as well. So appearance points are already starting to rack up a little bit because eventually Roman's going to have to start building a single feed. And I think from the looks of this thing they're having at Backlash, it's going to be him and Drew McIntyre, which means more appearances. Yeah. I didn't know they were going to do the whole title unification thing. I think it had been rumoured, but I don't think I wasn't sure about it. And then I thought I could take maybe RK broke his something since I last at the Usos and one of got injured. I've been hesitant to even take them, even in their good seasons. And uh, I thought between RK Row, I thought, like, there's no way Roman sticks around to, to be taken as a singles pick. So, you know, you had to get in there. Oh, Plus, no they're a staple of the draft. I'm in, I'm in Heyman. Yeah. I, I'm I'm still adamant this was been better, but you can't you can't go wrong with Roman and Haynes, uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Sorry, can't go wrong yeah. with them at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, and now we go to the part of the show that most of us still like to do. But Legend has it just thinking about reading out these names is the only way that David Hockney can maintain an erection. It's where we lead out the top five of the listeners' league. And because I'm hosting it and I don't want to do it, and this man is here paying his dues, otherwise he'll be sent back to the Listeners' League. Uh, Ryan Delgris, please let people know the top five of the Listeners' League this week, or for the last two weeks, as it were. Well, obviously it's a great pleasure for me as the Listeners' League overlord. I'm no longer uh-huh. a representative, I'm their overlord, so deal with it. So, in fifth place with Martin Best, a bit more progress on 71 and a half points. Uh, Reluctantly, uh, fourth is JP. Hello, is your daughter there? Requiem, Requiem, 74 points. Alan Laurie in third, Peace and Chips, 75 and a half points. That's the best name, uh, the team name there, by the way. Uh, then you got in second place, Dan Axel Jameson, Old Age and Laws, 76 points. And five points ahead and 81 points. First place, Lee McAteer, living on a chair by Lana Austin. So it's looking looking quite looking quite tight. Obviously, it's a very long season for us in the league, but that's quite a good top eight or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes all the way to um, like to sixth Colin Blackburn, seventy points. He was mentioned two weeks ago to be in top five. He's clearly dropped out of it. Um, I'm just gonna have a quick look actually. Who's in Lee's team? Because I want to see how where he's getting his points. So his team is Tony Schiavone, Usos, uh, Tony Schiavone being the captain, so that's clearly where the points are coming from. Get Thunder Rosa, Veer Mahan, who's just squashing everybody at the minute, Sonia Deville and Ricochet. So yeah, that's, that's obvious why. Um, yeah. After that, do, do we want to talk about Leicester's League? Because uh, I've spent years in that league and I just can't be bothered with it. I, I don't really. The only thing I can say is probably the only reason that he hasn't scored a few more points. The only person holding him back maybe is Sonia because she lost multiple times in a championship situation to uh, to Bianca Belair on, yeah. on Raw recently. But everybody else is 
pretty much firing all cylinders for for Leeds. Yeah, um, I, 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 I do. Sorry, I do. I will say quickly that I do not think Sonny Deville was that great a pick. And before yeah. all this happened, uh, and it's proven itself just now. If Adam Kelly was the one who picked uh, Sonia Deville fourth round, but, uh, low enough for her, I think, at this stage. And uh, she's overall on one point in the main league. Uh, so uh, it's about as much as you de- she deserves as much as you deserve, Adam Kelly. <laughs> Arsenal's league pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you mention anyone in that listening thing, you say, oh, uh, they've got Tony Shavadi in the team as a captain, or they've got Tony on the team. Like, you notice the lack of gas at that statement, you know? <laughs> more people don't have them in. It's like, oh, those in the often score higher, scores higher than the main league. Yeah, that's because they get their pick of the lot. They literally get priority. <laughs> I know. Like those, like those people who say, who say they got priority booking on an airplane, like, the airplane's going to leave when it leaves. It's not going to leave. A bit earlier, just because you probably got to the front of the line. Like, if we had the same rule, I've, I've, all nine teams would be the exact same, give or take uh-huh. one or two wrestlers in the main league. <laughs> so, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Usually the listeners' league is either between two people very closely or it's dominated by one person for the majority of the, the season. And right now, Lee's holding on to his lead. Can he hold on to it? Somebody, presumably, out there cares. Uh, looking at the main league, we don't want that to be holding on to his lead because in the past, especially in this season, me at SummerSlam, somebody's held on to that lead uh, for most of the season, like, whether it be Jack or Stephen Wilson before him. And it can be very disheartening for a lot of people. But, you know, the, the transfer window can lead to a lot of people, you know, being able to change their fortunes. But so far, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of the season? Uh, Ryan, also we've got WrestleMania Backlash next week. We'll talk more about that when we get to WrestleMania Backlash, uh, where we get to next weekend when they go home for WrestleMania Backlash. But, you know, first major show, I think, if you if you don't care in Battle of the Belts, uh, first major like, pay-per-view event, or sorry, premium live event of the season. Premium live event. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, so, obviously, I mentioned many times before, it's a long season, so you can't Choose too soon, but this leader Jacks has given me PTSD from this time last year, and I did the same thing because that was my mm. first main league season, and I was traumatized near the bottom half at this point. And Jack was that was like the the really strong Drew McIntyre season, and I'm starting to get the same vibes again with him with Tony Schiavone. Um, I'm not. In terms of the title race, I don't know if Chris or Ross has enough to keep up. It's just far too much points. If if Tony Schiavone scores the way he is, no one's touching Jack. And that's what scares me. Um, as for the bottom half, I'm surprised to see Gary is low. Um, I don't yeah. know if you remember right. I actually said on the when it was the four of us on SDL a few weeks back that I thought Gary was going to be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> like no competition and um the thirty seven pointer at the bottom there's proving me wrong. So what's my analysis worth? <laughs> I mean Gary could turn it around at backlash because you know he's got Ronda in the I quit match Lashley, I think he's getting a rematch with Omos. And uh well we'll have appearances for Edge and Beast I think they're making an edge AJ Styles rematch, which would also be potential points for uh, Jack who's also got AJ Styles out. AJ's on the lower end of his team on four and a half points, unfortunately, at this point. 
So Gary could turn it around. Becky Lynch is now seemingly teasing something with Asuka, who previously went undrafted because she wasn't back yet. So it could be something for her. And uh, you know, he would be scoring a bit higher with Sammy Guevara if Sammy and Scorpio weren't swapping the uh, the TNT title back and forth. Yeah, um, it's getting really, it's getting really interesting now. I, I really hope Backlash works out for him, and he gets a bit further up the table, just not, you know, in f- up to fifth place and to pass me because I'd really not appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, like both, like both halves of the of last week's uh, of last season's like tag team winners are in the bottom half of the season. Like guys in the last, it's it, Dave's only a couple of spaces ahead of him. Yeah, so. Neither of them are fair, or none of them. Neither of them have gotten out of the blocks too hot because we had Dave had Kevin Grimes winning the retain the like North American title. I think he's got a triple threat match coming up at some point in the next week or so, and obviously he's got Scorpio uh, Sky losing, then regain the TNT title. But he also did have Adam Cole and Red Dragon taking losses and title matches, which I did try to warn him about. That yeah, when you have so many people in like title situations, it can either go very right for you or very wrong. I think it's even more wrong for Dave if, if I, as I suspect, uh, Ronda Rousey might uh, beat Charlotte Flair for that SmackDown Women's Championship, and yeah, they're basically extending their WrestleMania feud. Yeah, I think I think Ronda will win this time. Uh, you know, David being the stubborn man picking who he likes, and not <laughs> the, not the the actual clever pick, and that's why he's below me, debut all. So, <laughs> speaking speaking of David Hotley, I'm just going to mention this quickly, Scott. Is it not nice to not have Jack and David on the show, getting the Tories out? Aye, it's just it is. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. At least I'm, Jack I'm enjoying been, this. At least Jack has been, you know, called out on his Toryism, you know, and uh, and David Hotley with that Western country club. He tries to admit he's he's not a Tory, but you know, you know. No, I don't see many Labour voters going to country clubs there, David. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not many of them have uh, you know, fancy houses in the you know, the city centre of Glasgow and have very high paying jobs, you know, they're weird fruit bowls. So Not you know me. Not me. <laughs> no. No, what the hell is what's fruit? We're Scottish, we don't know what fruit is. Is it battered? <laughs> <laughs> One of those Tories is going to get called out next week because he'll be back on. I can't remember which combination it is. We have a weird rotating schedule. Maybe maybe me and Jack the Tory. It could be uh, David on. Who knows? But, you know, we could stand up here all day saying about what is and who is and who is a Tory. Uh, <laughs> I hear you're a Tory now, Jack. <laughs> How do you get into that sort okay. of thing? <laughs> But, you know, Ryan, it's been your first, you know, proper just analysis, you know, just two pe- two man panel episode of Saturday Draft Live, you know, as a full time uh, co host. How, how are you feeling? Feeling more confident? More confident, definitely. You know, I'm I'm the man with all, all the rest on facts and knowledge and, and the numbers. Don't need David Hotley around here when I'm here. Uh, but no, it's going well, going well. I had my feature show t- recording two days ago. We're. we're we're getting on there. We're, we're confidence is up. I'm talking more, and I'm, I'm going to keep talking more. It, it would help on this audio medium. So keep up, keep the talking up. You know, even if you all I'm saying say. is, all I'm saying is, I'm glad we're not relying on looks on this show, Scott. Otherwise, oh. they, 
the the uh, clicks will <laughs> drop dramatically. <laughs> oh, if we were relying on you know appearances. The show would have taken a nosedive when Nathan Fisher left years ago. You know what a handsome bastard he was. <laughs> anyway, um, well, before I get to you, Chad, you can catch uh, past episodes of Saturday Draft Live and the future shows that my people like myself and Ryan Douglas have been appearing on on our back catalogue and all good Android podcasting sites. Feature shows every single Tuesday here in the podcast feed, other than this week, unfortunately. Uh, Central, usually on a Thursday, and we'll be back to a Thursday next week. Uh, Ross is away on holiday. I believe it'll actually be myself and Chris Anthony Lopez taking over the reins uh, for that one week. And um, we catch every Thursday. Very soon, me and Graham Arrow will be getting together to record a new episode of East Meets West. As uh, tomorrow on Sunday is Wrestling Duntaku, and then we got to get out a, ho- a preview soon of the best Super Juniors, which will happen later on in May. So we're hopeful for some lineup announcements to happen fairly soon. But all that great stuff is happening on the podcast. We take our YouTube channel with stuff like. Uh, quiz showdown and book it and all the other good shows we got there we can catch the the selection show they go up there live on the youtube and then they're there for your viewing pleasure if you weren't able to catch the live version of it uh trust me those shows aren't relying on looks either <laughs> and make sure you follow us on social media twitter facebook instagram at suplex Street. join the community page you can get involved in the conversation answer a question or about a feature show or get or answer read out on a episode central if we start doing the questions again if someone's going to take over Campbell's question and you know it also gives you the opportunity to join the listeners league and I hope you're open to ridicule if you do but that's been for myself and the people's leader of the people's union over here Ryan DeLuce we'll just overlord say, thank you overlord people's overlord so. recognize me <laughs> yeah well, and for the, for the both of us we'll say thank you for listening have a great Saturday we'll see you next week Have a good one. See you later.